Now in the parsha, the end of yesterday's chitas, we have two um, two laws. One is not to torment a widow and an orphan, and the Torah proceeds that if you do torment them and they cry out to me, to me Hashem, I will listen to their cries, and uh, people will be punished for it. Then it proceeds right away with another halacha, that if you loan money to a poor man and he can't pay his debt when the deadline comes, um, and you want to take a collateral to put pressure on him to pay, so you can do that with a bezdin and everything, but you ha- if he needs that object um, during the night, then you have to give it to him back every evening so you can use it at night, and then you can collect it again in the morning. And then it says, if you take his garment when he desperately needs it, and you don't return it to him in the right time, and he won't have what to dress himself with because you took his garment. If he will cry out to me, I will also listen because I'm a compassionate God. I'm compassionate. That's interesting. In the first case with the widow, it doesn't say, it also says if, if the widow or the orphan cries, I will listen. It doesn't say because I'm merciful, I'm compassionate. In the second halacha, when he talks about the borrower, if the lender does not return his garment during the period of the day when he needs it, when the borrower needs it because he's poor, then if the borrower cries out to me, I will listen because I'm chanun, because I'm compassionate. Why is the Torah changing and adding these few words in the second halacha with the borrower? So Teisvis in Rosh Hashanah gives a fascinating uh, explanation and says, we know there's rachum, com- uh, compassionate, and chanun. They both mean similar things. So what's the difference? Says Teisvis, chanun means that even if somebody doesn't deserve, they're crying out for help, but they're really, it's their own fault. <clears throat> in a way, it's, it, it's there to be blamed for, for the trouble they got into. But Hashem, when he sees somebody cries, Hashem cannot bear to listen to somebody's cry, and he helps him. That's called chanun. Rachum is when somebody cries out for mercy, but, you know, they're a victim of circumstances. It's not their fault. Chanun is that even if it is their fault, but they're crying to Hashem, Hashem still helps them. Um, so that's why in the first case when somebody torments a widow or an orphan that's not justified why are you tormenting a poor person who is, who is bruised and hurt and, and, and their hearts are broken and you're adding um, injury to their wounds the answer is, so that's why it says if they cry out of course I will, I will listen and I will respond to their cry but in the case of the borrower, the borrower borrowed money and he promised to pay it back and he didn't. Now the lender is right, it's his money, he needs his money. So he goes and gets a, a, a piece of property collateral. So now when the poor man, the borrower cries out, what are you crying out? You got yourself into it, you borrowed the money and you didn't pay on time. You made a promise and you didn't keep it. But because he's in pain and he's crying out, Hashem listens, they say that the, the great tzaddik Mendel of Rimenov, 
uh, used to send his gabai every Erev Rosh Hashanah to tell his community in the shul this Teisves, this explanation that if somebody cries out to Hashem, even if they don't deserve it, because they cry, they're in pain, and they're turning to Hashem, Hashem listens. And he would say, you know, Rosh Hashanah, you stand before Hashem, you say, what am I going to ask Hashem for? I know I'm guilty. I know I've done so many things. I don't deserve it. So he says, no, you should cry out because Hashem is a chanun, not just a rachum. He, if you cry, Hashem listens. He can't bear to see someone in pain and somebody crying. It's interesting, in this week's parasha, the Shlok Kodesh says, it says, It talks about you, the grain. Should not, that the, the tithing of the grain that the Jew has to do, who is a farmer, uh, that he shouldn't delay, it shouldn't change the order by which he gives the the Maserishin, the first 10% to the Levi, the second 10% to the poor, and the truma he has to give to the Kayan, that he should do it in the proper order. There's a certain order by which we do this. But there's another pshat, dimascha, dimacha means your tears. Losa acher, you shouldn't delay. He says the deeper meaning is that Hashem, when Hashem sees that somebody's melayascha, your heart is full, full with, 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 um, with pain and, 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 and you're asking Hashem, and dimacha, your tears, dima means tears. Loisa acher, such a prayer is never delayed. The response to this prayer is guaranteed to be answered. When somebody cries out in earnest to Hashem um, with real humility and in pain, then Hashem says, you know what? I'll, um, I'll grant it. Hashem doesn't delay the response to such a prayer.